Hey everybody, it's Maya, back for another episode of The Social Society. Um, this time I have some black business owners, aka bosses, I like to think of them as. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and we can go ahead and get started. Let's start here. Uh, my name is Brianna. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur since 2011. Um, and I do childcare, youth and community services, and uh, real estate construction, and a little bit of roadside. I'm Kyle McNear of Kyle's Ultimate Seafood. I was, um, in 2011, I started my business um, at Custine University, and I've been doing seafood tours ever since then. My name is Slay Curday, and I'm a licensed esthetician, and I own Slashed and Slade Studio in Maniac, um, and I went official in 2017. Okay, so we got some pretty well-established and pretty heavy, I think, pretty heavy names here. I've been following, like, uh, most of these people for a minute, and I just seen them kind of like jump off the porch with um, a lot of the stuff that they've been doing. Uh, so I really want to get started and kind of find out um, what was the day that you decided like I'm not working for nobody no more and I'm starting my own business. Okay. Um. So I was an assistant buyer for a fashion company, and I was really good at my job, but the um, the company was just set up poorly, you know, from management all the way down. And so I technically got laid off for starting, like, a civil war in the office of sorts. And then after leaving, my mom and, you know, three of the big women in my life were like, please don't go back to work. You have all of these talents that you've always had, and you might as well just capitalize on it. So that was in 2017, and that's when I decided to just go in business for myself. That's dope. For me, in 2011, I was looking for a restaurant named Crab Shack. Um... It was asking me to do things that wasn't in my job description, and then I got in a little little altercation with the manager. And <laughs> yeah, actually, y'all the rebellious ones. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happened was, these are some things that are really disrespectful, and um, usually it's not in my character to like really like go off, but that was my last paycheck that day. I was getting paid <laughs> under the table, so gave my last few dollars, and then um, I went off to Kutztown University, broke college student, and uh. I overdraft my accounts, my TD Bank account, my Sovereign account. In order to get started, I went to the Restaurant Depot. I racked up on snow crabs, green shell mussels, all the seafood, and it's a good chance. And honestly, like, it went well. My very first day at Kutztown, I made more money than I ever did within a day's period, and within a few hours period. And ever since then, 2011, I've been doing it since then, and just expanded through other universities. Well, let me just start, before you even get started, I hope that you didn't get into no altercations. No. Well, <laughs> boss. well you know, obviously, everybody, you have to have your moment. Yeah. Um, when you have your moment, you find yourself and you figure out what is best for you. So um, I had a different childhood. Uh, my mom, she had four kids by herself. Um, and at the time, uh, that her mom died like when we were young. So, like, she had three kids at the time, and she, being as though she had four of them, she had to find daycare all the time, and it was hard for her to work consistently. So, um, she started a daycare, and, I, you know, obviously I grew up around that, so I was working, you know, with her, and um, it was always a problem because um, people thought that because it was my mom that I was trying to, like, you know, you know, be harder on them or whatnot, and I was just trying to get the job done like anybody else. So, um... Basically, uh, 2009, I got out of high school, and um, I was trying to figure out what did I want to do, because I didn't want to work with kids, because everybody, you know, you don't want to follow your parents' trend necessarily, but um, I went to school, I went to Montco for uh, dental hygiene, and 
it's not that it wasn't working. It's just that's not what I wanted to do. But I was looking at dollar signs. Yeah. And so um, I came back and I worked with her a little bit. I worked three jobs and I went to college while I was finishing my education degree. Um, when I got all done, I was about to move to California because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go start over and be famous. And it, you know, I like she was like kind of talked me into like uh, opening up, you know, investing in one of these spots that she was doing instead of uh, going out there because she thought it would be very far. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'll stay here. And like I tried to work different jobs, and you know, I was late and I had my own opinion on how I think things should go. But I still did what they asked me to do. And then when I realized that I think that I could do it better, I did my own thing and I tried to do it better. And then along the way, like um, daycare is a lucrative thing, but that's why teachers don't stay for that long because you don't get paid that much. So I had to make the best of the situation and I had a degree. And my mom, she uh, basically like, I seen a lot of things she did that I liked and a lot of things she did that I didn't like. So I developed my own thing. And then um, I got into construction because of it because we had this big old spot and the whole place had to get done. So I'm like, how are we going to get this done with no money? You got me out here with no money. Like, so I, I basically, I figured, I started figuring it out. I did one thing the next, and I started sending her pictures. The next thing you know, she's like, that look good, that look good. I'm like, she don't even know this is me. Right. Like, she don't have no respect. Like, you know, <laughs> so basically, like, I told her somebody else did it just so she could believe right. in me. In the and then, like, once everything was all over, I said, you know, I did all this, right? And she couldn't believe it. So basically, I got started from there. And, like, the little bit that I had and I was able to do with, and when she bought to the table, like when she seen it, I was actually trying, I went from there. And then um, obviously along the way, we parted ways, but I still kept what I wanted to do because like my childhood is what gave me the passion to work with children. Like being four kids with a mom, you could just imagine crazy if somebody got one kid and they can't even barely handle that. And she didn't have nobody to turn to. And that gave me the drive to give kids something different because of everything that I experienced, I couldn't believe they had the things I did was just because of like the result of somebody that had a child. They try to do their very, very best. So now I just try to provide the kids ways to be productive and things that I had did not, that I did not have as a child that I wish I had. So that's all I've been trying to do and that's what I've been doing. And along the way, I got into real estate and construction because kids is like, people, this is what I like to focus on when it comes down to business. Like, People are not going to stop having sex, so they're going to keep making babies. So that's something to focus on. People always need somewhere to live. And when you live in somewhere, it's always going to keep getting messed up. And the reason why I got into the roadside is because a lot of people need a way to get around. And I I actually, in the midst of starting my business, I I took a job up because I didn't think I could do it. And um, the job, they'd be calling people. I ain't going to say their name because I don't want to bash. But they gave me the motivation because I'm like, damn, dang, they uh, telling people 45 minutes, no, they ain't going to be here for three hours. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, the tire get flat. Yeah. They, they need a jump. They need gas. And, like, I'm thinking, like, if you out here waiting, you really out here waiting. Waiting. And it'd be and cold. It'd be, like, and if somebody come up on you, you're done. Yep. So, like, I took, they took that motivation back at 15, and I did that. And then, like, I bought a couple cars at the auction, fixed them up. Because a lot of my employees would always be saying, oh, my tire broke. Oh, my this. And I'm like, come on. Like, maybe right. if I can provide some vehicles, we can get some reliable, mm-hmm. you know, people. And right. it's just, like, the only thing I try to do now is provide opportunity that I didn't have that I wish that I had. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody give you an opportunity, you could do so much with that opportunity versus nothing. Right. So if I get the kids it, then they're good. Because if I had a single mom and it was crazy, I can only imagine what those kids go through. Because my mom wasn't on drugs. Mm-hmm. She was actually trying hard. What about the kids' moms who are on drugs? What about the kids that don't got no mom? So I just keep my passion and my faith that somebody is going to see the hard work that I do and appreciate it and be like, 
man, I remember when I was little Miss Brianna, she always told me to read books, and I love books now, because mm-hmm. I had teachers like that in school that used to tell me, like, you know, little things, and I remembered it, because they were important to me. Yeah, right. And it's funny, a lot, you know, a lot of what you just said is similar. Um, I came up in a two-parent household, but my dad was an entrepreneur, and he owned a gym, and I worked in that gym coming up, and so it seemed right for me to go into, like, physical therapy or medicine. So that's what I got my degree in, um, pre-med, and you said you went to... Monco. I did, I, get my, I got my yeah. education degree. I went to Temple, but I worked at Monco while I was at Temple, and so I'm finishing, you know, my last little classes, and I was like, sis, are you really going to medical school? Like, are you? <laughs> yeah. And my mom said to me, like, are you done pretending like you're going to medical school? And I'm like... And it was the same thing, you know, working for people and the things that make me good at my job are also the things that make me, you know, bad shits because it's like, now, don't let me find out I know more than you do. Right, because you you got the disrespect coming. And I think that's with every entrepreneur, it's like, man, I could do this myself, you know what I mean? That spirit of, yeah, I'm not doing it right, I I can do this, you know what I mean? And then knowing that I know more than you or I think I do, it's like... That personality clash, you just be like, let me get out here and, and figure this out a different way because this working so hard for somebody else to make somebody else's dreams thing is draining me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I think most entrepreneurs share that mindset of like, it's, it'd be easier for me to just get out here and get this done by myself with a little bit that I have. Like, so I just wanted to backtrack to this whole civil war and clashing with your bosses thing. My mom really used to make me feel so bad about that because, like, for the last two years, I haven't tapped into my entrepreneurial spirit at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, for the last two years, I'll be, like, I'll work at a job for, like, three, six months, and you see how dumb these people is. Like, yeah. Not, right. that, not that they're dumb, but they just running their business poorly. And it makes zero they're, sense. Like, you're not treating your employees fair. You're not treating your customers fair. And, but you want people to give you their money or their time or sacrifice stuff for you. And they're just like, this not making no sense. I quit. And my mom be like, well, you can't keep quitting jobs. You gotta do this day and the third, and I'm like, at a point in time in my life, I was just like, I feel like our grandparents or our parents would tell you, oh, you gotta keep this job, because when they was growing up, they had kids and they yep. had responsibilities, so they didn't have no choice to just get up and be like, I'm out. I don't have not no kid. No, nope. I got responsibilities, but I remember, uh, like this, this, like I grew up with Brianna, so she had helped me get my car, and I remember when I first got my car, she was like, look, you don't got no excuses to not get no money. You got a means to get there, and, and you got a bill to pay on this journey, so you want to make something happen. So that was my mindset when I'm quitting these jobs, like y'all doing dumb stuff in here I just paid $40,000 for this degree and y'all not about to have me out here on angles doing anything and y'all acting like nuts I quit and then it's just like oh well if I gotta bust lift traps if I gotta bust door door dash traps or whatever it takes for me to get this bread because I got bills to pay I'm gonna do it but like I just I don't like the concept of uh, just having to go to work just because you gotta do it like that's depressing that dream people people be dying because of that going to work and like having anxiety like my last job I would have anxiety and the job before that because it was sort of the same thing it's like what somebody new in here is like sis don't know what you're doing so we going toe to toe you know what I mean asking me to do stuff that's I'm sitting down asking you, so, you know, did my job description change? Because what you just asked me is not matching, and I just went through a formal review. You know what I mean? I got a raise. So what's going on here? But, you know, that concept of, like, getting up, and I got anxiety. My stomach and not driving over to this jaw, not because I'm, you know, shook, but I'm just, I don't want to be here. Too young to be that dream, you know what I mean? Like... And we don't have, like you said, like a house of five kids and got to go home and make bread and all this stuff. Like, nah, it's like we have the opportunity now to decide who we want to be and then use the resources around us to build it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But I'm not opposed to working for anybody. I believe if there... I don't believe everybody should be an entrepreneur. This I, is what's I totally crazy, agree. But yeah. we need people to check out. And, and that's what I'm saying. There's people that work for me that like. <laughs> and I, I 
I'm gonna yeah. need you. You know yeah. what I mean? I do need them very much. Everybody can't be an entrepreneur because, but there are some there are lanes for people. There are some people who do really well with clocking in, doing what they gotta do. Y'all wanna say whatever, all right, cool, whatever, and then go about their business. Those sure. people are much appreciated. I just know what they need. Right, that's yeah. absolutely hundred percent true. What you about to say? No, I wanna go back to what she was saying. Um, you're about the whole raise thing. I had just asked for a raise. It was just like from like nine or ten dollars or something like that, and I asked him for it. He looked at me, and was like, "You know, you do really work, you know, work really hard, but you know what? I'm running by my father. His father was the owner, like right. a, you know, the owner of it." And, um, AKA no, it was him because you ain't got to run it through nothing. When you, yeah. People, so look, as an owner, you be saying whatever because you don't want it to seem like it's you. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> the crazy part is, though, so I, I, waited like, I waited like three weeks. I was still there. And that's when the altercation came around, too, because I was getting to the point where I was like, I was already like, all the fuel. Yeah. yeah, like you get pushed fuel. sometimes. Like when you meant to be something, you will get pushed. Right out of where you it, yeah. are until you go to your destiny. Yeah. Which is like why I think it's real important to find your purpose before. Like, even if, like, per- finding your purpose is real important for, like, going forward in general. Because, like, everybody don't have the same mindset. Like, some people don't just... People are afraid to, like, move on or to let things go, I feel like. Like, they want to, like... They're afraid that they're going to miss out on something. But the way I see it is, I came in this world butt naked out of a vagina. So, that's all I... Like, that's the only thing I could be is back to butt naked, but not in a vagina, just in a box. So, like, I don't have nothing to lose. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Nah, and I think that was something dope that y'all touched on, too, is just, like, going to your purpose. I think, uh, like, one thing that I, that I think caused a lot of trouble for me, and a lot of my friends, so I've been having this conversation with them, is chasing money. Like, not chasing stuff that you care about, not, like, looking for an uh, avenue to make money off of stuff that you care about. Just, I got, I want to take this trip, I want to get this new car, I need bundles, I'm just taking this job, because X, Y, and Z. And that's what I did from 2017 to just right now. Like, like if I, I need to pay my car note, I need to go to Jamaica, like, I'm taking this job. Like, it's, it's paying $15,000 hour or 18 19 dollars an hour I'm, well not 15 i wasn't taking them i used to turn them joints down but like 18 dollars an hour well i can pay this i can pay that and i can right. go on this trip i'm doing it and then it's just like like you said it make it gets you like give you anxiety you'd be mad you spend 40 plus hours of work i mean uh, hours a, a week at work and if you hate your job it's one show i used to be late i used to be calling out yeah. i used to be late coming back from lunch like i don't want to be here and like man somebody had told me like it, complaining is the opening act for rebellion so i used to complain about my job all the time i hate this i hate that and then and, and two weeks later, oh, I quit. Now, yeah. I don't need this job. My man got... Well, I didn't have a man, but like, <laughs> I'll, figure, I'll figure out the rest because I don't need this. And I used to just quit. And my, I remember the last job I quit, my grandma was like, look, it's going to be hard for you to get a job. I don't know what made her say this. It's going to be hard for you to get a new job because you've just been quitting jobs left and right. Like, that don't look good on paper. And it's just like, I guess it's just bad energy that you're putting yeah. out into the world. So, like, for the last three months, I really was, like, unemployed. And I and I had put that just replayed in my head over and over again. Like, you can't be chasing bread. Like, you got to find something that you really want to do because you're going to be spending a That's lot of your, your time You have there. to find your purpose you because go. money is not everything. Because you can have the, all this money, but you will be very unhappy. And that's why... I chose the path that I chose because your peace means more than some money because if you are stressed out but you're making a million dollars, you're still stressed out. Yeah. So good luck with that million dollars because it ain't going to pay for your stress to be going. It's going to pay for your drugs. Oh, my God. really will. see all of these people where it's like, they got money. Like, what's going on with you? It's like, I had problems before the money. Now I still have the money. The money is just, you know, providing for me to do the self-medicating. And, and money makes the people, make the people around you change. Say, Success yep. makes people around you change. The way you look make people around you change. That's why, like, I change up a lot of things I do because it's easy 
to to want to handle business with somebody that looks like they're getting money. Mm-hmm. What about the people who got that brain inside their head that you're looking over? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. So, like, um, to touch on how y'all got started with y'all, um, with y'all businesses, since, like, the two of y'all, y'all just, like, up and quit, did y'all have a game plan when y'all made that decision? Or, like, how did you develop that game plan once you made that decision? So, I danced since I was, like, three. And through that, we had to do our own makeup for professional shows. So, around, like, 13 or so, I started doing makeup. But I always had jobs, like, two or three jobs, even, like, in college, this is that, and the third. So, it was always a side hustle. I got certified for lashes in 2016, but I never did anything with it because I was still working and I was, you know, took another job and became full-time. So when I had to leave that position, I gave you a couple months of, you know, unemployment or whatever, and I was like, you have this lash cert, you haven't done anything with it, put it to use. And so I started putting it to use, but because it was a year that I had, you know, got the training, I'm looking at it, I'm like... Yeah, this don't look good. This don't look like the reason you want it. So I had to, you know, go back in to reinvest in my money to get good again. Um, so it wasn't like a plan. It would just have to be something that, you know, one of the talents that I had in the tough that I was like, yeah, you got to make this worth it. Like, you got to make this work because, you know, being broke is not a it's not a thing for me. Losing cars and apartment, all that other stuff, that's it not something that can, that can ever happen. I, could, I don't know what I would do. So I was like, you have to grind now. Like, you have to hustle. This other stuff isn't working, but you have to make something happen that makes, you know, you happy. So I started in my apartment, you know, and then I was like, once I outgrow this, I'll get a spot. And then, you know, I really went full-time 2017, the summer of, and by February 2018, I was um, in a studio out out in Mania. But it wasn't, it wasn't planned. It wasn't anything that I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit. I was really thinking about moving up in that industry. But then, like you said, I kind of got pushed out of it. Like, it was bad. Uh, And I was like, all right, you got some things already that you know how to do that you've been sleeping on. You've been sleeping on yourself for a minute now. So it really pushed me to be like, okay, let's get this stuff in the gear. No, that makes sense. For me, we were just, we were sitting in the cab, and people was like, you know, I'm tired of chicken patties, I'm tired of the burgers, the fries, you know, the regular college foods. Right. And um, I was looking around like, listen, I could, I could bring seafood up here, you know what I mean? And I was like, listen, I got a computer vouch for me, I've been working here, they fired me, it's time to like do something because I got bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My, my, my refund check wasn't enough. To get through the semester, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was banking on a, on a refund check, and turns out, you know, like I said, um, my first day it went really well, and I just turned it into like a, a everyday thing. You know, all the days wasn't like how I wanted them to go, but mm-hmm. I was getting the bills paid. I was, I had enough money for my turn ups, <laughs> weekends, like, and like honestly, paid, paid for my, you know, like my summer classes, one of the classes I wanted to take those, and for, uh, to study abroad. Oh, you was living hard. You talk about some of us. Yeah. What I wanted, you was living hard. You'd be hard. surprised how <laughs> if you just take a little bit, which like when I when it, how I got further is I started being grateful for what I had instead of what I wanted. Right. And I was like, because I, I always I grew up at church for the most part, even though we didn't go all the time. Like when we did go, I tried to take what I could get, and like I kept trying to figure out why things wasn't going the way I wanted to go. And then, like, you know, I'm like, well, if you be grateful over a few things, you become rule over many. So I started mm-hmm. focusing on being in my spot every day. All day, and the next thing I knew, it just grew out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and I never looked back. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Well, Kyle, how you like how you switch from being up at Kutztown to this whole tour thing? Cause you be around there, like you do every semester. You do like a thirteen school tour uh-huh. at different schools. So, like, what made you switch to do that? Well, one day I was um, 
I was looking about like you know expanding, and then um, a lady at Zeta Barbada reached out to me. She was like, um, you know, trying to show some Greek love, and I was like, you know what, um, I'm coming up and show Penn State some love. She's like, you know what, we're gonna slap our name on it, make it a fundraiser. So I went up to Penn State and sold out everything. This is the most I ever bought, you know, as far as like seafood's concerned. I went up there and I was like. Penn State and his main campus. Yeah. And then like, you know, the Zetas up there, they knew everybody. So it was like easy to promote. I had to do much, you know, a lot of promoting. They, they handled it. It was the promotion. It was right. good. They was there. You know I mean? right. Yeah, right, exactly. Sure. So, you know, once you know the you know the platters went out there and, and they was, you know, spreading the word, they had a following base and from there it was like the next semester I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to some Greeks that I know, see what I can work with, so I work with some Deltas, work with some campus. You know, some AKAs, and from there on, it was just like sometimes with individuals, but it was always love. And That's then, like, the, 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 the three schools turned into to five schools, five schools turned into ten, and then I just keep going. Whatever I can find within Pennsylvania, and then I'm still working on moving out to like Jersey and New York. The New York one's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Did you legitimize everything yet? Like, did you get all your paperwork together, or you just been doing your own thing? It's basically been my own thing. You gotta or get some stuff legit. So you can really make some money with it, like... And I mean, that's so genius. Nope. I mean, working at a seafood spot, I would never think... Who would think to be like, you know what, let me take this and then fill a need in a community. Because there's a major need in college communities for things we just don't have. Especially when you're away from home. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I know somebody who taught himself how to cut hair. And then started, like, the Penn State too, and started going crazy with the cutting hair. Like, he would show his book, he would be booked all day long, but there's a need for something. So, you know, to take that thought and like, this could have just been a job. Like, yeah, I tried to get my friend. little brother to sell some cell phone charges. I'm like, come on, everybody, get up here. I'm like, I'll buy them too. I'll send them up there. He's like, no, I'm like, you crazy. Like, no, because I'm like, you, you, far, you always at IUP. You can't, you can't find it nowhere. I'm like, you get them on Amazon. I'll be trying to help you. Well, I'm like, look, right. I, I can't help you. You don't want them. <laughs> you don't want to, then I can't make you. Well, like to piggyback off of that, like how do you, how did y'all kind of like build your clientele and like do your branding and your marketing for um like for y'all businesses since y'all kind of like started from home or um like off of your mom and stuff like that? Like how you? Just, no, like, I didn't start off my mom. It's just like she gave me the idea and I was like, you just ran with it. Well, you like how you I was like, nah, because we're not about to do this. Everybody, that's why I kind of left that thing alone because I'm like everybody keeps seeing my mom. I'm like. I wish she was here when I was here every day building this place right. up and when I was taking all these people in. Because right. I'm like, that was where the work was. <laughs> Your name was a piece of it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the thing. Nobody had respect for a young black woman trying to do her thing. Right. And I did not understand that. I had to use an older person just to get some reference. It's, I didn't understand that. And that's a big thing in our community. Like, you know, turning those up to, you know, other people, you know, other black people doing stuff and think that we're not going to do it right. Um and it's for whatever that stigma is there, for whatever reason. You're like, like, if your parents did something, that's them. What that, yeah, This is me. Right. Like, you, you know, know what I mean? But, like, a lot of people, they will turn to, you know, other races to get stuff done. You know, accountants to stay in the 30. Like, so you don't trust a black accountant here? Why she can't count? Like, what's the issue? But that's a that's a thing that, yeah, you Yeah, know, I think it's a horrible thing. It's that we face, but you have to kind of step up and be like, give me a shot. Like, and I tell people that all the time. Like, if you're going to go to a restaurant or something like that that's black only, you don't like something. Don't just storm out and blast them on Instagram. How about you go talk to whoever run it and tell them what right. you did like totally so that agree. they can change it. You know what I mean? Right. So that we can learn and we can do better. You know? Right. But to answer your question, so I've always kind of had like a little following on Instagram. I'm goofy. Anybody that probably knows. She's I'm a re- big. I'm retarded. Like, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Excuse me. That's unprofessional. So, you know, just through doing makeup and stuff like that, people have always trusted, you know, my hand with stuff. So then when I started doing lashes for me, 
it was more about, you know, the health of lashes and stuff like that um, versus just looking good, you know what I mean? So people understood that whatever I took, whatever I did, I take it seriously. And I go in on the education piece on everything. Like, I'll pay for education. And so from there, it kind of got people to really trust me to understand what I'm saying and understand, you know, what I'm doing, why I do things a certain way, why it's important. And then it just kind of went from there. No, for sure. And what about you, Kyle? Mm-hmm. You started at Kutztown, then like Penn State. So how you how you was able to spread the word to Shippensburg, to Bloomsburg, to IUP, to I Temple? Say, I want to say I never spread the word. I don't think it was ever me. I think it was the fact that that people at other universities were talking about it. So when he started talking about it, it was like, oh, why he can't come to my school? Just word of mouth. That's called word of mouth. Yeah. Start coming in. So I'm saying, I think it, but like thinking back on it, like honestly. That's what it was. And when people started reaching out to me, it was like, oh, yeah, Kyle, you definitely got to come up here. Like, it would definitely be lit on, what is it, Block Party at Bloomsburg or, um, was it Blue and White at Penn State mm-hmm. or uh, statewide. Um, statewide at Chippensburg. And it's yeah. like, they asked me to do the same thing right now. And it was like, all right, but now I go to Clarion for fashion show on, on the 6th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the biggest thing of the year. IUPB there, all the, all the schools like in, that, in, that, in that area. So I'm going to go out there, show them the love, and that's what the school I'm going to add in the future. That's lit. No, that's super lit. And kind of to touch on like um, the um, like the black owned business stuff. Like I since uh, Black History Month started, and kind of like up until now, I've been shouting out black businesses. Cause like after that whole Gucci and Burberry thing, I'm like, y'all getting this whole uproar. But at this point, they doing it on purpose. Like they not they not doing this shit by excuse me. They not doing this by no mistake. They doing this on purpose. And we know mad people, mad black people that especially in Philly, like and I'm sure in Atlanta and New York that make clothes, that make fire clothes. You got on Lavello right now. You got on Milano. These people that make fire clothes in our city it's people that make fire food it's people that cut fire hair do fire i mean that um that do hair that like they do everything and we've taken our dollars and given it to somebody else and like i've been telling people it's never us versus them to me to me it's just us first like jewish people go to jewish people to get their stuff done asian people go to asian people to get their stuff done why we can't go to miss kim the, i mean or miss cut my, not miss kim my fault that's a little asian they go get my, my dress hemmed or they go to saws they go get some fried fish or what like whatever the case may be like why we can't go there first and then if the line around the corner or if she tweaking on the prices, now I'm going to go to Miss Kim and go get this shrimp fried rice. But it's just so many options in our own community. And then, like, I don't know if everybody, anybody's seen that um, that Netflix special by Killer Mike. And he got hit the first episode. He tried to keep his uh, his dollar in the black community for mm-hmm. more than uh, 24 hours or something mm-hmm. like that. And, like, it's, that's why we can't keep our bread. Because, like, white people keep their joints for, like, years, for, like, six years. Asian people keep their joints for, like, 12 years. I might be spicing it, but, like, you get what I'm saying. They keep, they keep their bread to themselves for mad long. As soon as folks get their income tax on, I'm about to go get my hair. I'm about to go get my hair from the Chinese store. I'm about to go take this trip someplace else. I'm gonna give my bread to all these other people, but the folks in my community. So like, that's something that I've really been trying to push and like, like y'all said, just invest in it because like, we deserve it. We got too many people that got like genius ideas. They just don't got the platform or the bread to make it happen. Like, and so I think that's like something that I feel like we all should focus on because we all connect with the people that got them like skills and them gems and jewels to drop. Um, the and then I think you said something uh, yeah, about the customer service thing. Like, how, what's some of y'all best customer service practices? Because it's not even just a black people thing; it's yes, a people thing no. in general. Like, yeah, I don't customer really service be like crappy. Like, you could tell you go on the right day says cable is off. You can see it all in her face and how she bag your stuff up. She don't even double bag your milk. It's just take well, it. that's what building a brand is. Like, see, I don't really like. I don't say that I'm a black owned anything. The business is the business because, like. Um, 
the way I see it is the brand is everything because people will go off of Adidas and Adidas might suck now because they only make mess shoes. But they've built such a brand over the last so many years that people know them to be good. So I don't really base it off of black or white or any color because I want everybody to come to my place. Exactly. And I'm I want sure. them to see that I can do it too. As good as anybody else, as good as whatever place you've been, this is actually better. Mm -hmm. And I, that's why I don't put no color or no face or nothing. I have Asian, black, white, Chinese mixed. And I think it's good to stay that way. It's not the people. It's the brand. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody feels. Brand is what's important. <laughs> it's the brand, nothing else. Because if you die... If everybody know, oh, that's Brianna's daycare. You didn't do anything because yep. you're dead now. Yep. But if they, that, that's blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You did wonderful. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, at first I didn't feel the same way that you felt until as of recently. Mm -hmm. Because the only people that supported me were black people. Mm -hmm. Like, not too many, not, not, okay, like not too many Caucasian people are going to come to, oh. you know, this, this, this spot and buy seafood from you. Mm -hmm. They're just not going to do it. Now, right. now, now, Spanish people doesn't do the same thing. So they will come, they'll come support but like for years, I was like, "Yo, why, why am I not reaching? I'm not reaching them, mm -hmm. especially being in a predominantly white institution." But what was your presentation? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm like. What was your presentation? Did and you have like flyers, website? Like, did they were they able to look at the menu? Were they able to cater? Like, you have if you're doing business, you got to do business, not this, 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 that. Look at my tech. Look at my social media. That's how people handle business. Even old people, oh, they do business cards yeah. all day. They don't people like social media is a noun thing. Yeah. Like it, no, you're not, you I know, I you're saying on that, but you gotta think about it this too. Like even with the business cards, all this kind of stuff I was giving out at this at these institutions, they just didn't realize like it wasn't something they were used to. They yeah. just seeing like white people don't see this kind yeah. of stuff. So you're saying like Spanish people they sell platters, yeah. black people they sell platters. How so do you see white people doing? No, like the blacks are doing that. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the blacks are having something yeah, for the blacks. Yeah. yeah. So uh -huh. it's like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I'm actually doing this, and I'm I'm reaching out to them in order to do this, like. They don't see it. Mm -hmm. Not until yeah. I was at Kutztown, and it was this, it was this dude who was who was cool with with you know the black community, played for the football team, and he put he promoted it on his page, and that's when he started coming around. Mm -hmm. And this was just as of recently, mm -hmm. but then like from there, them having like following base at the other universities, I started seeing white people at the other universities, and now it was getting bigger. But you built your brand. That was the yeah. food. That uh -huh. the it food was the, was food, the brand. Right. And then it, all you need the food, is that right? connect to bridge you over to the next thing and if uh -huh. the brand is already solid right. once those other communities get there they be like oh well this is amazing I feel like yeah and you gave you the other community <laughs> you, you never want them to come over and be like I, I don't know uh -huh. what this is you gotta work so hard and that's why I always tell black people like even if you only got black customers or whatever you gotta set yourself up your brand up in a way that when the others peek in to see what we doing they're like oh shit this is legit you know what I mean that's like you got to work like you don't know who's watching and you don't care. you just going in because this is my baby. This is me. Like, this is what I live, eat, right. sleep, breathe or whatever. And then when people jump on board, you already set. Like, it's already where it needs to be and then it can take off. You just keep in mind who was there when it wasn't over there. That's right. what I like. So, and me sure. too. And like, me <laughs> always believed in, like, supporting black events. You know, like, if we rewind this back to 2011, like, I was just like, no, I'm only, I'm only buying black. For sure. You know what I mean? I've been doing that. How many, I've probably seen Lavello a thousand times, and until I see my favorite singer rapping in, I bet you I won't wear it. And that's just how it is. Sometimes it's that face. That's why people pay people to support their brand. It's all in your branding, because mm -hmm. if you got something good, people are going to come. If you're doing everything half-assed, you're getting half-assed people. Yeah. 
Straight up. Sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and then, uh, like, I, I don't want to call it sad, but, like, how do y'all, or how did y'all stay encouraged when y'all business wasn't hitting the, the peaks and the licks that y'all was, tr- like, aiming for? And, like, things was just, like, crumbling down around you? The bills. Mm-hmm. For me, I knew that I had a talent and what I was doing was right for me. So, it was never thing like, damn, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I know I should be doing this. But I know that the first of the month is coming. So how do I do this harder to make this hit the things I needed to hit? I'm already sure that what I'm doing is for me. It's just, you can't give up on yourself. But, you know, and then you got to read them stories from people you really, like, look up to and follow. Like, even down the rappers. I read these stories about how many couches they slept on and stuff before, you know, how like, they got Scott and stuff, right, before, you know, somebody finally bought the beat. You know what I mean? So if you know that you're in your purpose and whatever you're doing is for you, you just got to start thinking about ways to make these pieces hit. Like, I, I'm maybe I'm not posting enough, you know what I mean? Maybe I should run this little special. And, yeah, I would like to charge more, but at this point, people get, in, get people in the door, and then I know I'm going to keep them after that, then that's what I'm going to do. So you have to start... Once you realize that you you where you should be as far as what you're doing, but there's platforms that you want to hit, you have to change your mindset up and your logic about, okay, how do I get this out here? How do I, and I believe in me, how do I get other people to believe in me? Because I know what I'm doing is right. You know what I mean? But that's about knowing um, what you're doing and that you're standing in what's for you. For sure, finding that purpose. Right. I think I started getting a little reckless with minds, though. <laughs> so what, what happened was, like, when I was working for, like working for the crab shit, you know what I mean. I had like a set amount of customers in Philadelphia that just wanted to get their food there. You know what I mean. So when I was there, like so I walked in one day, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna place, I'm gonna place my flyers, put you know my menu out here in their business. <laughs> and I just, That's I crazy. just start doing that, and then like they start coming around, and then like you know, you know, gradually, you know, started to get a little bit better. But it still wasn't, I still wasn't doing as good as I wanted it to do. Right. You know what I mean? This is around 2015, and then it was like. I found my lane, and then, like, like going to schools, that was my lane because nobody was doing it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So nobody was camping on nobody else to do it. You know what I mean? So it was like, yo, Kyle, you gotta come here, and I did it. So when I started doing it, the Philadelphia customers they start gradually coming home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this seafood is big in the summertime. Like For everybody sure. went in the summertime, mm-hmm. so they came back. They supported me. It was like there were bills being paid. Yep. I'm taking vacations. I'm traveling when I want to travel. And I'm like, you know what? This long winter. No, you wasn't traveling when you wanted to travel. You was leaving the country for a year. That's traveling when you want to travel. He was going. Like, you wouldn't see Kyle. He'd pop up on a TL in Costa Rica. Like, oh, okay, cool. But that finding your lane thing is so important because even with lashes, like, the people I would see, all right, y'all post them, and they look nice. You're not explaining to people like what this is. Yeah, not the ball job Yeah, so it's kind of like what I learned from the other communities. I would see they they. It's not about keeping it a secret. What I'm doing, like I got some black magic, and you just gonna get up and. No, I'll explain to you what I'm doing because I know even me explaining or educating. The next person can read and try to pick that up, but you can't take my talent. So that's the lane that I started, like, really getting into, like, educating people about, like, why you should do this service versus what you usually do. And, you know, why you should pay this buck 25, buck 50, whatever, and why it's worth it. So that was another lane that I got into, like, really educating people about what I'm doing, why it's worth the money, why you should come to me. And even if you don't come to me what you should be on the lookout for to protect yourself. So that really kind of, you know, drew people in 
you know, to booking their services with me and trusting me because your eyes is not nothing to play with. You know what I mean? Period. So... I respect that because I be learning stuff off your page. I don't never get, I never got my lashes done, but I be seeing you take off people's lashes and a whole row of they real natural lashes be off. And I'm like, bro, how you let somebody clump all this glue on your eyes? And you can't see. You can't see for like two days until you came to her and you just was okay with it. Yeah. And you thought this this forty five dollars that you just and that's paid what I'm was saying. true. And I'm like, but you know, now you want to shorty, but when I look at her page. You surprised because I can see, <laughs> you know, exactly what you paid for. Not so for now sure. here you are paying, you know, double, sometimes three times for me to, you know, fix the mistakes and this is that and the third. And it's like, yeah. But the way to answer that last question is I wrote two things down and that was nothing worth having comes easy. This is how I stay motivated. Nothing worth having comes easy and the things that are supposed to break me, I'm using them to make me. That's what I always That's focus on. That's yep. super sturdy. Nah, and then like me and college were talking about this and I talk to people about it all the time is that social media is a blessing and it's a curse like yeah. if you sitting in that joint at 2 o'clock in the morning and you say you a rapper and you looking at this other rapper page and he got 200,000 followers and you have 200 followers and it's messing with your heart you, can, you can't focus on this you gotta like y'all said find your lane and find your purpose and do what make you happy because you don't know what that man did to get them 200,000 followers you don't know what he sacrificed you don't know like what's going on, on behind the scenes like yep. Instagram Twitter Snapchat all that that's a highlight room like mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna tell you how they sit in their house in the dark because the electric right. is out right. ain't nobody gonna show you the inside of their Gucci bag and there's no bread in there like that's mm-hmm. not that's not a good joint like so just focus on what you got and count yeah. your blessings I drove I drove out in the street and I see McDonald at the McDonald at the Bird King at the Bird King and I'd be like, if they all can do it, so can I. Yeah. Because I don't see, like, they don't look like they're here for now. And they still get remodeled when I'm driving in the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't really see why I can't do anything I want to do either. That was a good joint. I never even thought about it like that. Because, you know, people be like, oh, like. Y'all. And people are like, I don't want to go to that Burger King. But you go to the one down the street, they're the same. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I literally just had that conversation with somebody about French Girls. And I'm like, I took my hoagies from that one because that one is nasty. But I'm still buying a French Girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, the one that was saw was a little off compared <laughs> to the one by uh, by uh, on Shelly here. Oh, that's, that's, see, that's right behind my house. So that's the joint. I'll be in that joint. I was in there yesterday and I bought a hoagie. That's a sturdy hoagie. Um, and then, like, I basically just, like, my last thing, I always, when I had these type of conversations, I always want to give, uh, like, the listeners, um, like, a list of um, advice or, like, best practices for getting started on their own um, endeavor. Um, so for, like, everybody, like, maybe a list of two, three, or whatever you could think of, um, like, advice to jump off the porch on your own and, you know, have best practices when you start your own businesses. Well, I want to say first thing is, like, basically, if you're offering a product, Believe in your product. Yep. You know what I mean? That they be the first thing because I was at a point where I was though I was trying to sell things cheaper, mm-hmm. maybe do it at a faster rate, mm-hmm. which is the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely the wrong thing to do. But this is yeah, like many years ago. Ex Mr. Bilal and them fish hoagies, he know. Yeah, because I was like trying to sell this for twelve dollars. I could have been selling it for sixteen dollars the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or selling it for you know twenty two. I could be selling it for twenty eight. Then I'm still working on it. Cause I'm like, yo. Mine's are still better than theirs. <laughs> and I know it because people come people come from there coming to me. And it's like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna get college, college students a little, you know what I mean, a little something. I feel like we deserve this. Refund checks. Yeah, that's And the refund checks time. You ever think about it? Like when no, don't, temp- touch, don't oh, tell your secrets. All right, you're right. They are. Right. It's fifty aside because Kyle gonna draw because still gonna put it aside. We can definitely hit them to those times and um, just believe in your product. Believe in your product. You know, you think it's worth fifty dollars. They selling it for twenty five. People want to say, you know what? I'm going to them because it's twenty five. Nah, 
keep yours at 50. Mm -hmm. Sell it how you want to sell it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If it's worth it, it's worth it. People are going to pay for it. You just going to check a different, you know, clientele. Yep. For yes, sure. for sure. Because with lashes, they've been around for forever. But they've just become mainstream. And so one thing I noticed is, like, if I have a special or something, when I really used to, when I first got started, I noticed people would clock how much I was saying the special was for. So they probably like, she making $75 an hour. She making $75 an hour. I'm going to do that. And so then there's a wave of people trying to do what you do. And then... I'm not taking mine down, though. I'm not taking my prices down because I know that what I'm doing is what I'm doing. Y'all can do whatever y'all want, you know. Even if I teach you everything you know, I didn't teach you everything I know. So, you know what I mean? So, I'm not going to adjust my product and my worth because now it's a bandwagon. It's like, that's what everything, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that's literally with every industry, every business, whatever, you're going to come up against people trying to knock you down off of your worth. And you got to stand firm in that, you know what I mean? You know what goes into your business, your baby, your, you know, what you're putting out, not just financially, but, you know, the brainstorming and all of the tweaking and things that you have to do. You never just, your business is never going to be in the same state than when you first started it. There's so many changes that have to occur, you know, in order for you to grow. So you have to really stand tall in your value because people will certainly try to knock you down just to save a couple dollars, you know what I mean? And that'll grind you up. You'll be resentful, you know what I mean? And it'll eat you up. Yeah, for sure. Over over here. No, just make a plan. No, no, make a plan and stick to it. Um, and believe in yourself. If nobody else do, know who you are, know what you want, and don't let nobody stop you. Because people always got something to say, but they not doing it. And you got to know your word, know what you want, and do it. Because they're not doing it, so they're just mad. Yeah. That's what gets me, too. Like, people that aren't business-minded, they're always trying to give you business advice. Oh, yeah. And I was <laughs> just sitting there thinking about, like, this one girl said something to me on Instagram um, just, like, days ago, and I was at IUP, and she was like, how you going to sell these, this, this expensive seafood to these college students? And, like, I'm... I, 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 I sent the response that I should have sent. I deleted it real quick. I deleted it real quick. I, I just I kind of like. Oh, you Instagram, know. good that you can understand. Yeah. That's yeah. what you know. What? She wanted something. You should have offered her something at a discounted rate so she could understand why. Like, I give you a sandwich. You want a sandwich? I give you a shrimp. shrimp. Yeah. 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 And the thing with being a business owner, you have to set your boundaries and you have to be willing to change. I am quick at the tongue. And like you was talking about, like, confirmation bias, about how people say, you know, whatever it was. That's how I am. If you don't agree with what I got going on, I don't care. You can keep that to well, that's the right. same. I don't. This, I always tell people, this page is not an open forum. This is not a blog. I don't know <laughs> what you think. If you agree, cool. If you don't, you want to keep That's how I run my business. And my mom always asks me, like, they, they, I'm like, they still come? Like, yeah. yeah like, this is what I think. But the boundaries have to be in place because people will try to really push you on your boundaries. And, like, you know what I mean? Everybody that like a picture and they deserve a, a discount. I know a whole bunch of people. I got a whole lot of friends. When you say everybody, who asked for people. a discount? Because I heard, like, see, like, you know, somebody came to me when he was like, how come certain people, they go to the Nike, they go to the Gucci, they go to the Louis, oh, yeah. the price is the price, but they don't never try to argue oh. nothing, ask for a discount. But if they come down and somebody else, they're like, well, you don't even give this to me for this price. Like, but you go down there and you don't question nothing. Yeah. You swipe the card when they tell you the price. Mm -hmm. I, and they do little stuff. They'll be like, oh, my God, I got to come to you with the face. You know, the emojis. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, you know, the booking is in the in the website. You know what I mean? Because there's a deposit that has to be paid. I'm going to say, oh, I'm like, the booking is in the website. And then I'll see you next week with these long, you know, these things that I know you paid $50 for them. 
Okay. And when you're ready to get them removed and the swelling go down on your eyes, <laughs> you know what I mean? You holler at me. But pe- there's little things that people say, you know. I'll tell people all the time, I'm very strict on how I book now. You have to go through the website because I'm paying for this, okay? I still got people texting me. Do you have... I'm not even answering the text. You, you watch my story every day. And now I'm going through the viewers. I'm like, yep, she saw it. You trying to be slick. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. But you also have to be willing to change because, like I said, I'm very sick of the time. I'm like, certain things I just can't say. Sure. I'm, that was really sharp. That was kind <laughs> of mean. It's just like when you're going through the same thing every day, you don't think I got 10 other people that's asking me for something? You know what I mean? That You think you're the only one? You have to just be able to go and just find a way to talk to people in a way where it's like, I don't want to lose you, your interest or whatever, but I have to stand firm in what I'm doing. This is a business. Mm-hmm. It's not a favor factory. And that's one it's thing true. I tell my followers all the time. If, are you running a business or are you running a favor factory? Mm-hmm. My, my brother said to me, he was like, you you got to not run a social working business and run a business because yep. uh, people don't care. You know what I mean? He was like, you do all that for them. At the end of the day, they, they don't care. Yep. So that's when I said, you know what? Business it is. Yep. You know, and it's I feel like it save y'all man money when y'all just keep it business. Even if like like you said, you might lose a person, you are gonna gain three more. Like because mm-hmm. you in, y'all in the the lane that y'all supposed to be in. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like I, I'm pretty spiritual, so like whatever religion, the universe, or whatever God you believe in, it's just like if you're supposed to be in this lane, they gonna bring whatever whatever mm-hmm. you ask for tenfold. If two people leave, twenty more gonna come. Mm-hmm. If you doing what you're supposed to be doing, the trouble be coming in when people just be doing stuff for money or just be in a mix because they oh I want to be seen kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. why stuff don't be working. How people be wanting it to work, but when you doing what you're supposed to be doing, you staying low and you grinding and you're not cheating people out of their bread or mm-hmm. messing with they they eyelashes or their kids or nothing like that. The blessings and the universe is always gonna find a way to you so like you know just like y'all said I'm not no entrepreneur like yet but I'm gonna figure out something I'm gonna start selling it I don't know what it is it's so funny because I just saw a video about Beyonce and it was like I think this is how all entrepreneurs you know personality is and it was just all of these compilations of her behind the scenes being so strict and adamant about how she needed stuff and I remember her um, in an interview saying you know Jay-Z really taught her like you're not being mean you're running a business. This is your brand. You got to get with people and tell them, like, this is a representation of me. Mm-hmm. This is what I've built from the ground up. And this is how I want it. Because at the end of the day, at a Beyonce concert, if something go wrong, nobody going to say, oh, Beyonce's lighting engineer really messed that one set up. <laughs> They're going to be like, yo, that Beyonce concert was trash. It was all over the place. So you have to really run stuff like that where it's like, this is me. This is my face on it. This is what I'm this is my bread and butter. So sure. this is how it has to be, period. Yeah. Well, that was good. Y'all, everybody feel like that was a good list for y'all to give off? Yeah. Well, I want to thank y'all for um, pulling up to the Social Society and bearing with us. Um, and I hope y'all got some, some good gems, some knowledge, some game. I love a good conversation with Free Game. They gave me some gems. And like I said, <laughs> I don't even have no business. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to post up all of them. The, their information will be in the bio if y'all want to reach out, get y'all lashes done, grab a platter, need to drop your kids off or your car not working, <laughs> <laughs> or you need to get a house built. Like, you can, you got that all right here. Um, and I'll holler for a dollar for y'all. Uh, well, not for y'all, but at y'all. <laughs> 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 for the next episode. <laughs>